Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Okay, so next play is uh, on your Game Pass timestamp, 1931. Uh, So this is still in the second quarter. I believe this is in the two-minute situation, Logan. And it's going to be a Sam Howell sack. Uh, Terry motions out of a bunch. Uh, Now you got two by two, two uh, stacks, or I guess quasi-stacks. On either side of the formation, you got a little play action fake to Brian Robinson. And then and then things go awry. Yeah, and so to me, this is this is shallow cross. So the other one was drive, which is a basic. Now shallow cross is just a little bit different. You're going to get a ten yard sit, and then a drive across the formation. And so here again, I would say, what's up with our splits? You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you look at this, if you look at this play, look at the distribution. When Sam's at the top of his drop, Terry should be clearing that plug player right? He should be over in that grass. He should vacate that zone so you can throw the sit or throw it to Terry. However, after the motion, Terry's a, probably a little bit too wide for my blood, right? He's too wide. It takes him too long to show up. Curtis is also too wide, right? If you watch Miami run this concept, any like Kyle Shanahan disciple here, they're going to tighten down probably by like a yard and a half, maybe two yards on either side so that this shows up more quickly. Because again, this concept works through horizontal distri- distribution of the defense. I do not get horizontal distribution of the defense the way I want it if I'm too wide with my splits, okay? So that's one element, right? And it makes it really muddy for Sam because the, the concept hasn't cleared yet. So if the concept had cleared, I could easily see that they blanketed this thing, right? Which is fine. Shallow cross, you could get blanketed. I actually think that if, if Terry runs through here a little bit more quickly, he throws the ball to Curtis, you don't even think twice about it. However, yeah. and also you got Logan on this tie, or is that Bates? Someone, it's, I think in. it's Logan, but that's what I was about uh, to say, on though. This top side yeah. is if that concept clears more quickly, it declares more quickly. I can then more quickly as the quarterback work to Bates or work to Logan Thomas here on the hitch, right? That's part of the progression, right? That's part of what's happening here. And also, um, yeah, so I think that that to me is, is kind of the main thing is again, we got to show up in the context and timing of the quarterback's drop. So that doesn't really happen here, right? they're stacked completely at the top of the drop. So even yep. if he takes a hitch, which he does, they're still stacked. And that, to me, that's on the receiver distribution. Right. Uh, and actually, it's Cole Turner was the tight end. Because, oh, sorry. You know, of course, of course, uh, it's where we, we say two, and it's the third <laughs> one. Um, the other thing is, so I noticed this yesterday when I was watching this uh, on the Fox replay, because um, they had kind of the sky cam of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you watch from the end zone angle, um, it is actually, sorry, this play is early in the second quarter. It actually might be the first play of the second quarter. 
Um, as Sam takes a shotgun drop, he gives this little token fake to, to Brian Robinson, fine, whatever. But as he drops back, he fades to his right. And what happens here is the pocket is about a yard to, like the middle of the pocket is Correct. a yard to Sam's left. Now, is this a great rep by Andrew Wiley? No, he gives up some some ground. He gets bold a little bit. Um, but what happens is as Sam fades to his right, he becomes literally within an arm's reach of the defensive end. Yeah. And if he's a yard to his left, he's not within reach. Yeah. And he might have a chance to get this ball out. And I don't know if that's intentional. Like this is supposed to be a half roll and maybe, or not a half roll, no. but like a, there's supposed to be a little bit of a fade and, and Wiley needs to be way more stout. But if he's over here instead of where he is, I don't think this sack happens. Or at the very least, he has a better chance to move and a little bit more time to, to potentially get rid of this football. But his footwork in the pocket potentially becomes a fatal part of this play on top of the things that you already talked about on the receiver end of it. Yeah, I totally agree because he ends up over the guard, right? And you really would rather, like, rather him kind of be straight up the hash as opposed to feathering to the outside edge of the hash. So I think that's a huge element, like pocket awareness, right? And that's something that we've talked about with Sam in terms of something that he needs to improve at is pocket awareness and anticipatory throws, right? Here, I do think two things can help out. One, if the receivers show up more quickly, even if he takes a bad drop, I think he's got a throw here, right? Look how long it takes the receivers. I mean, we're looking at the play right now. It takes the receivers such a long time to get where they're going. And then that issue is then magnified by Sam not taking a great drop and feathering towards Wiley. Because I think this is actually okay by Wiley. It's not great, but this right. is a this is good enough. If Sam's right in the middle here, I think we're okay. And so I think it, it's it's kind of it shows you how important everything is offensively. The timing and the splits of the receivers, their ability to show up and clear and declare this concept, so, so critical. And then Sam maximizing the space in the pocket, I think is also a huge element. Absolutely. So all right, let's uh let's look at another one where protection uh prevents a potentially big play, but also let's look at those details again. Uh in your game pass timestamps, 21 minute mark. This is the shot to Terry McLaurin. It's the uh plus 34 yard line. You get a little play action fake, you get Terry who's split wide right on a post uh and or it's kind of a skinny post. He he stays it pretty pretty straight ahead. Uh and then you have this high cross by Jahan Dotson that's going to come open. Unfortunately, there is immediate pressure here, Logan. Yeah, and so I, I really like the call here. You're on the 35-yard line, a little bit of a play-action fake. And first off, excellent job by Sam. Like, holy cow, the fact you're able to get this ball down the field in any capacity is a tremendous testament to your A, your toughness, and B, your arm strength. So great job by Sam. Let's first and foremost say that, like, holy cow. Because basically what happens on the backside of this protection is this is a play-action protection, but it's got – it looks like it's got drop back principles. And what I mean by that, so in a play action pass, usually you would be blocking the run, like the same rules of the run. So if I got outside zone, I'm blocking outside zone. If I got duo, I'm blocking duo. Here, this looks like a five-man pro with chip help by the tight ends. And so in their five-man pro rules, Leno, Leno, if you were just blocking it straight up and you had the five guys lined up on the line of scrimmage, he would block the defensive end. But if he gets any B-gap pressure, at least to my eye, he's got to squeeze this. And he doesn't squeeze it. And so that ends up with a free runner to the quarterback. Now, I don't know exactly the protection call, so I might be wrong. I'm just basing it off my experience, what I've seen in the past, right? Like, he should squeeze this protection. 
They might right. have different rules versus five man. I don't know for sure, but just basing on my experience. So if you get this blocked up, like right now, Sam is forced to throw this ball to Terry. He's he's just kind of like throwing up a prayer. And I right. do think as difficult as this catch should be in this game, I think I would just say Terry. I would, I would love Terry to make this catch right. or the very least draw a PI. There, I I'm with that. And I, again, it's a we it's a tough catch. Yeah, I couldn't make. I the think catch. Terry would love Terry to make this yes. catch. And I think he, it's a catch he's made in the past. And so if I'm the coach, I say, I get it. This is impossible. This is tough. But you've made impossible catches before. Let's help our young guy get right here and and help elevate the offense. So that's it. But I do think if Sam has a beat on this, Jahan Dotson is wide open on the high cross, running to grass. And to me, that's the thing that's it's so frustrating. It's the same exact play they ran against Atlanta, and Jahan dropped the ball. Jahan's open. I think he catches this football. He might score a touchdown. So the other thing too is this: you said this is supposed to be a post by Terry. It, like uh, probably. So the way it, I like, would characterize this, it's yeah. probably a what I would call like a. It's not a chase, but it's like an angle. It's like a high angle pylon. It looks like he's trying to run it back to the pylon. The way I would characterize it. So I know the middle of the field is wide open here for Terry, but I think he's bending it back to the pylon of the end zone. You see yeah. that? Yeah, no, I see that now. Because I was going to say, the other thing, too, is if Sam has time to, like, dot Terry with this, because he, he has a little bit of separation. Howard's right there. This is a hack yeah. play by Xavion Howard, and we should definitely give credit to him. But, like, if if Sam can throw Terry a post and Terry can make that adjustment, he's got him beat. Yeah. As opposed to, like, a ball straight over the top, which is this impossible catch that we're asking Terry to make. Yeah, and so I think, um, but again, I or think you this, just hit Jahan on the high cross. Yeah, this is a pylon route based on how Terry's running it, so it's kind of tough to make this throw. It's yeah. the same route that um, that uh, Tyree Kill Tyree cut the Kill. touchdown on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but to me, the throws to the high cross. But I think because it's not, he can't see it. He's just like, get the ball out of my hand. I trust Terry. He's down there somewhere, and yeah. it just shows you how important the protection is because this is this should be. Either an explosive play, explosive chunk to Jahan, like no doubt in my mind, Jahan catches this and maybe scores a touchdown, but he can't yeah. get through his progression, and that's where the offensive line um, – um, and it's not a physical mistake like it was with Chris Paul early in the game. It's a mental It's a mental mistake, seemingly, by Leno. And I, would, and I don't want to like crucify Leno for this. I need to ask him, but just based on what it looks like to me, that's what I would say. Yeah, um, it definitely looks like that. Um, and it's one of those two where you, you'd hope that even you can make your guys right. Like, let's say Chris Paul was supposed to, he's the one who made the mental mistake. And, you know, Leno was supposed to take that wide rusher who drops out in Bradley Chubb. Um, you see a guy coming straight for your quarterback and your dude uh, dropped out. Let's maybe go hit him as opposed to just kind of playing tag as, as he goes by. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. To the two-minute we go, and Logan, we mentioned earlier in the pod, there are some plays that Miami ran in this game that they execute and, and are able to get big plays on that Washington runs, and they they do not get anything out of. Uh, this is actually one of them. Uh, so you have a bunch down to the left side of the formation. Uh, Terry McLaurin is isolated, single receiver, 
uh, out wide to the right. Uh, back is Antonio Gibson. He's to the right of Sam and shotgun. And Terry is going to come wide open on the backside of a dig here. And it's a play that on, I believe, a third and 12 earlier in the game, yeah. uh, Tua just rips a ball to Jalen Waddle with great anticipation. And Miami converts a third and long. Uh, Tua, by the way, I think was like seven of seven to start this game on third down. It was gross. Crazy. Um, yeah. But what happens here for Washington if they don't get the same result? Yeah, so they're basically running like what I would call, I guess this is like pylon or scissors, whatever you want to call it. So basically you get a corner, like a high corner, uh, sit underneath the whole underneath coverage, and then a clear out by the number one receiver of the bunch side. And so Miami does a really good job of matching it. And when you, again, we're going to kind of use this play to talk a little bit about the defense. When we, when the commanders run the same defense, it's quarters in both instances. The commanders are running quarters, Miami's running quarters, right? They match the concept really well to the front side. Tua sees it, pulls the ball down, resets and gets to the backside dig. This is something that I would, I would just be curious. The second you see the coverage kind of floating this way in quarters, I think understanding that the backside dig is going to be open is something that maybe a more experienced player gets to, right? Like Drew Brees used to check the pylon knowing in quarters I'm hitting the backside dig. And I think like this is an opportunity where like maybe some of Terry's frustrations are validated because I think the pocket here is pretty good. If Sam just yeah. steps up, resets, and gets to number two, which I'm assuming is the back. He might be number three because the breed's probably the out to the corner to the dig. And – and I just think he doesn't get to the dig. He gets a little bit flustered, gets a little bit anxious. Um, and I think it does too much in the pocket. Those kind of subtle athletic movements in the pocket, I think, are so important for elevating the offensive line, but also keeping your base so you can throw the football. So when people say step up, I see a lot of people say, oh, he's got to step up, he's got to step up. And when you climb too aggressively that it augments your base and it augments your footwork, I can't get to that third element. I can't get to the dig, which would be a big play. And now I this is a two-minute situation. Maybe he's thinking, let's get out of bounds. I don't know exactly what he's thinking, but I do think if you're just reading this straight out, we got to be able to kind of step up in the pocket, get to the backside dig. Yeah, I'll, I mean, the corner's not not open here either. If it's no, hit in rhythm with yeah. anticipation. I mean, the problem is, you know, again, he takes a little bit of pressure that he probably could have avoided if he had just stepped up. Um, but instead, he kind of runs up in the pocket. He throws the ball way out of bounds and he gets smashed by Van Ginkle. So yeah. all in all, uh, not not the most fun time he's ever had in the pocket. Um, but if you're Terry, I think, again, and this this is also like, I wonder the coaching points. And this is not me criticizing and saying like, I know for a fact that they're doing a terrible job of this. I truly wonder, like, if I'm EB, can I coach this to be like, hey, I know the sexy stuff is over here, but that's our best player. We really want that backside dig. So I want you to look and give an earnest look to this three wide receiver side. Um, and if something pops wide open, by all means, throw it. But yeah. no, you're really trying to get to this backside dig. And that feels like, you know, we talk about the, the Drew Brees stuff. He knew that. And I'm sure he and Sean Payton would put Michael Thomas or whoever over there, yeah. whoever the best receiver was at the time, to make sure that they got their guy a touch. And and Brees knew, like, yeah, this, this frontside stuff is cool, but what we're really doing is opening up this backside dig. And it's like the Jimmy Graham special, if you think back. Jimmy Graham ran C's yeah, and yeah, backside yeah, yeah. digs, right? Or Marcus Colston is this guy. So, mm. yeah, I think that's exactly how you would coach it. You'd say, like, the, the idea is that the read takes you there, right? You say, if I don't like one and two, which is the high-low, the corner, the out, then I'm working the dig. And I think that's something where you see his inexperience. 
in terms of progression, right? He's not he has not shown a great proclivity so far this season to get through a progression at a super high level like this. And now we don't know how it's being coached, but I, again, the other thing I would just turn to is like fundamentally, when you step up the way he steps up, I you can't get there. Like you just you you can't get your body there, you can't get the arm there. Like I know he's very physically gifted and a lot of quarterbacks now can do that kind of stuff. But I would say just give yourself an opportunity with good fundamentals and good technique to read this out. Because like you said, the corner is there. I think if he makes a good – it'll be a tough throw, you know, but I think the corner is there. But I think because of how he steps up and how he moves in the pocket, it makes it very, very challenging for him to be successful on this down. And this is, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. It's like, yes, there is pressure. But what if I just subtly kind of scoot it up here in the pocket, like power right. slid up here? And if then, he, if he slides and keeps his base underneath him and throws it right now, you can see that it's corner there. is there. And then, if you don't like it, then you got the dig. And I think that's what I would say there. That's that's where you see some of Sam's immaturity. And the, he's a young player; he's going to be immature in certain th- situations. Right. Like he's not Drew Brees. There's a reason for that, right? So that's what I would. Uh, this is one of those plays where it's like the protection's pretty good, the route concept's good, the timing's pretty good. We just can't get there in the way that's that's appropriate for the down. Right. Um, and like, is there a little bit of pressure? Yes, but it's, it's easily avoidable pressure because it's coming around kind of the backside of the pocket where if you right. slide up, like your, your O-line's in good, good And shape. again, that, that's, that's where it's one of those ones where we talked about a little bit with the first one where, you know, like what's the expectation? And this one feels a little like the, the first one, he would have had to do something heroic. This one right. feels a little bit more realistic to me, like 100%. get a good slide up, good climb the pocket effectively and then throw the football. Yeah, it's the NFL. You're not gonna have clean pockets all day. Um, right. So how do you how do you operate within that? Um, and I'd say like that's something that I think when we do our longer like season long Sam Howell tape breakdown at some point over this bye week, you know, is he progress like is he doing the good stuff more often than he was earlier in the year? Because I think that's an important data point. There's definitely a lot of stuff that he is, um, but kind of what with what consistency and if you're the next GM and the next head coach, like what does that tell you about what he can continue to grow in and who he can be? That brings us to our last play, uh, about 45-30 in your game pass log here. Uh, so, Logan, we got uh, three receivers set. Uh, Curtis Samuels, or is that Dotson, uh, split out to the left. Yeah. Uh, Curtis in the slot. Terry's split out wide right. Chris Rodriguez in the backfield. This plays under center. You also got a tight end uh, to the left side of the formation. And what happens? Red zone situation. Yeah, red zone. So they do a little bit of play action. This looks like pass, I don't know what they would call it, maybe 14 duo, something like that, you know, backs in the gun. And they're running, because uh, it's pass, they're going to run dig to the front side here. Shallow cross with a dig. And uh, what I would call dagger. And I'm sure you recognize this as dagger too, Craig. And yep. this is one where I'm like, this deep dig. Like when you watch Tua in this game, he's thrown with such great anticipation. And this is one where I'm like, is this an anticipatory throw that is completed? Again, if you slide up with good fundamentals in the pocket and trust that as this shallow cross, and that's another one too. Like the more you watch these plays, the more stuff you see. What is the timing of this shallow cross for Jahan? Like that's another one. Like if I'm running as fast as I can, like my life depends on it to get to this far hash, like see how high he is? Run Mm -hmm. a little bit shallower, clear all this stuff out, Open this window up so that as Terry is that's that this ball can go down the near hash as opposed to towards the middle of the field. I think that's one like a detail again that I would say like get on your horse, Jahan, clear that window up. But again, still I think the the, the main feedback applies here. Can Sam 
anticipate this throw to the dig um, off of one hitch would be my thought here. Yeah, and the pocket definitely does not hold up here. Um, and, and there is a, a weird protection uh, situation that happens. But if Sam can get the ball out, then the protection probably doesn't get home. So what happens in the protection here? You got like a green dog situation. Yeah. Uh, so a green dog blitz is when if you're a linebacker, let's say, uh, let's call you David Long Jr., uh, number 51 <laughs> for the Dolphins. Yeah, and you have a, a running back in or a tight end in man-to-man and that guy stays in to protect, you become a blitzer. And that's right. exactly what happens here. And that's the guy who ultimately gets the sack. But right. there's so, a lot that happens before that. Right, so this, this is kind of a tough uh, tough look here because I think like, again, I don't know the protection, but I'm assuming that it's some type of duo protection. So that would mean that the two inside double teams between Leno, Chris Paul, and um, Tyler and Sam Cosme are working towards the two inside linebackers. It's four down with two linebackers. They're working to those guys. The back has the strong safety or the nickel player to the left of the screen. And so that's what he does. And then if the, if the nickel player doesn't come, I'm assuming the back helps the tight end out because that's usually what the rule is, right? The that's problem exactly is, what happens. Back helps the tight end. The problem is then that leaves David Long to uh, Green Dog. And so to me, I don't understand like where the eye discipline is here for these double teams because David Long tears out of there. So if they are going to that player, they should be accounting for him with their vision. And if they are accounting for the accounting for him with division, the then I would say it gets a little too thick on the double. Now it's a tough look. I'm not saying it's an easy look. It's a little bit weird. The timing's off with the green dog, all that kind of stuff. But like this, if that if that guy is accounted for by the back, 51, to me that's a fundamental flaw with the protection because then the back can't help with the tight end. So I would assume the double teams got him, but I don't know for sure. So then I would say Chris Paul, Charles Leno. What's your eye discipline supposed to be? And again, I don't know the protection rules. It could be a full slide. If it's a full slide, let's say it's like an, an R, so everyone's sliding to protect their right gap, then um, then I would say this is fine, and you're just beat by the green dog. You're beat by the look. Yeah, because if it almost looks like Chris Paul's like looking. He's like, I don't know where that guy went. Um, and Leno never really even looks for him. So I, I and but what I would be because they're not supposed to, or it could yeah, be but they what lost I, him. But what like, I we, say, don't, we don't know. You know, initially I thought it was a pass. It's like this pass, and then it's a it's a like you're you're selling the run here. If you watch everyone's eyes, they're very conscientious of the gap to their right, and so a bait a way to beat a full slide is you just overload the tight end in the back. And so um, if this is a full slide, then the second this defensive end loops back out, Bates should kind of stay home in that inside gap with vision to the linebacker and probably pick him up. So that's where like again, full slides get a little bit dicey. Um, if you don't rep them a ton. And again, this is a good look by them, and this is why the green dog hurts this look. But still, the the point we're, we're showing you this play is if Sam's able to hitch up, John's a little bit quicker and doesn't run into the pocket. You see how he's running in? He's not sliding into the right. pocket, Greg? He's going to get absolutely smashed in the face if he steps up and like slides up and makes this throw. But it's a completion. In the red but zone. I don't. I don't like, know if he does get smashed in the face. Like if he just takes a hitch there and slides, and maybe. Throws it. But I, I think Long comes up and kills him. Maybe. Um, but either way, like he he has time to get the ball out, and yeah. that's the NFL. Sometimes you get smashed in the face, but you hit a twenty yard dig, and it's to Terry. And we're not talking about. I mean, that's two digs to Terry that we've watched in the last couple of plays. That Terry goes from zero catches, zero yards to two catches, forty yards. Nevertheless, a bunch of other plays that we could have shown. Sure. So. Yeah. And again, like the, we're, we're aware that these are challenging plays 
And we already t- we talked about the detail. I, I mean, three of those plays were detailing the receivers up a little bit, just in terms of yep. speed and, and spacing. Um, and I think if if the speed and spacing is a little bit better there, he can probably for sure make that throw. F- foot at the top, hitch up one and throw it. And I think Long's too far away to make it. The problem is, I think to your point, Craig, is that because the timing they're stacked late in the down there, um, yep. the res- uh, Jahan and Terry that. I have to almost take two hitches. And if I got to take two hitches, then I'm for sure getting smoked is the, is the thing. So it just yeah. shows you how important timing is, how important the fundamentals of mo- movement in the pocket and then anticipating throws, I think is another thing that I would just call attention to. And now was the protection great? I think that's, that's another big theme from this game. The protection on all fronts was, was rough this game, you know, like yes. it was, it wasn't perfect. And so you're asking Sam to do a lot of elevating, which good quarterbacks do, but is he ready for that at this point in his career would be my question. Right. Uh, you would love to insulate them a lot more. And you see that in other great offenses with the young quarterbacks around the league. Um, but they've also got different levels of O-line and, and, and all of that stuff. All right. Hopefully that was illuminating for people in terms of how much can, uh, and in this case did go wrong on some of these offensive plays. Uh, we'll get into some of the defense on some other shows, um, you know, take fives, and obviously we'll get to it uh, more detailed as the bye week goes here. Uh, but that's it for today. We'll see you guys later in the week on Take Command. 